Listen up, all my freaks. This is your warlord of weird, Sin Bodie talking at you. And we're live and in color with Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. What's going on, everybody? Welcome once again to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. I'm Wolfie D, and my co-host here is Jimmy Street. What's up? Eh. Not much, man. What are you doing, brother? How are you doing? I'm eating some Chili's leftovers, some steak, mashed potatoes, and corn. Just got back from the gym. Yeah. post-workout meal. That- Excited about today's show, man. For sure, brother. We got Sin Bodie. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. That's awesome. Your old buddy. Yeah. Known him since the, you know, the early days of TNA. We were partners in the new church and uh, we're going to talk to him about that. Talk to him about, you know, his career. And also, I mean, I know you've seen him and I've seen him and, and some of the fans have seen him. The, the LJN custom figures he's doing oh, are dude. off the charts. Bad Seriously. Ass. I know. Yeah. It's like he's elevated those, you know, they were oh, kind yeah. of sort of looking good when they were young i mean that's all we had yeah but dude he is like taking it to a 10th degree like on steroids man you know they're great he he just seems to have really found his niche with that and i guess it's like i've never had one up close my my brother collects those and he's interested in them i've sent him pictures of those and so it looks like 3d printer i'm sure we'll talk to him about it and see exactly the process but incredible stuff he's a great artist and he's always been very artsy, stuff like that. So, you know, Wolfie, before we go into the show with Sin today, I wanted to read something. So, two mm-hmm. weeks ago, we did the Josephus Memorial Show, yeah. and great response. You know, some of our highest numbers. A lot of people enjoyed hearing that. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Paul Diamond, but you know, there was somebody who sent us a message mm-hmm. on our Instagram. And here's what she said. So she said, I just listened to the entire episode. It's wonderful. And so glad to hear Seth speak and know a little bit about how his son is doing. I saw that video of Joseph commenting on Wolfie months ago. So it's great to get Wolfie's insight into all of that. Thank you all so much for doing this and keeping his memory alive. When Joseph's episode of dark side of the ring premiered on the West coast, my time, we were texting back and forth throughout the entire show. I told him I couldn't believe he was on my TV and my phone. (laughs) We text each other almost daily for two years up until a few days before his passing. I'm so glad I got a chance to meet him in person. I got to tell him how much I loved him and appreciated his advice, humor, and charm. And I miss him a great deal as we all do. Thank you again and huge hugs to you guys for keeping his memory alive. And that was from at EEM408. Yeah, man, I just had to share that. I know we're about to talk to Sin here, but man, isn't that cool? Yeah, very much. Yeah. And he was a very likable person. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a it was a good show. It was a labor of love that we did that for sure, you know. So mm-hmm. anyway, I guess on with the show, but we definitely wanted to thank that listener for tuning in with us and and keeping keeping up with us so oh sure we appreciate Uh, it yeah yeah of course we like good (laughs) and bad constructive criticism all right y'all we will uh we'll be right back with sin (laughs) bodie 
Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, folks, to get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live It In Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcasts and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right, folks, we're back. And as I promised you, uh, some very special guests, good friend of mine. Um, We were tag team partners for a little while. and We've just remained friends over the years. Very talented dude in the ring, out of the ring. Some of you have seen uh, his... uh, me and Jimmy were talking about it a minute ago, the the level that he has taken these custom LJN figures to. I'm talking about none other than Sin Bode. Hey, brother. How you doing, man? I'm good. How about you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sitting here with my bucket of coffee with my with my black gold, and I was literally uh, um, just looking around uh, on, my, on my fancy computer here. Uh, yeah. Ready to... Uh, Sculpt, uh, sculpt yet another LJN, and it might uh, be you. <laughs> That's awesome. That would be so awesome. Yeah, uh, I got. I got to tell you. I got to tell you, bro. As I'm kind of sculpting you and looking at your at your face and in your head, I miss your face first off. But I got to tell you, man, you got a weird shaped head, bro. It's like, it's, it's, you got a head shape. You got a head shaped like an old school barn. <laughs> you got this weird triangle head. <laughs> I got a sculpted. I'm like, it looked like Gazoo from the Flintstones. I'm like, no, no, no it's Wolfie D. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yes. Just, just for that, I'm going to have to draw you, and I'm going to draw something really weird. <laughs> you draw something real sexy, and you'll get it right on the money. <laughs> yes. My, my middle name is, is, is you, Brad Pitt uh, Stunt Double. You've taken these. <laughs> Man, like, because I remember when you first started doing them and they were good and everything, but man, it's a whole new level now. Like, I just seen that, uh, I guess, kind of like the prototype for the repo man you did. I mean, it's really starting to take on, um, like your artistic, um, style, you know? Oh, thanks, man. Well, the, the big, the big difference is like, so when I first started this, I was kind of doing a caveman style where I would literally take exacto knives and drills and whatever. And I would, I would chop up and play Mr. Potato head with those old like rubber vintage, uh, LJNs. So you can only kind of do a whole, you know, only so much with those things. And like, nothing wants to stick to rubber. Rubber is just the most uncompliant, uh, substance to work with at all. Like it is just a pain in the ass. And so, which is cool. Like it's fine. It just gives you a, a challenge, but now like doing the 3d sculpting, and using like resin and epoxy and stuff like that. Like it's just an easier, not easier, but just more, it's the, the medium is, is easier to get what's in my brain onto, uh, into, yep. three, into 3d into tangible life. 
Yeah, makes sense. Makes total sense. So just like it, it, just to be a total nerd here and say like you know if I wanted to chop up you know use Nikolai Volkov legs and a B Brian Blair upper body, well yeah. that might look neat, but the legs are just way too big for for the that body. So on the right. 3D sculpting, I can I can like uh, mirror image and I can stretch and grow and shrink right. and do all sorts of cool stuff and then add my own spin to things. And then I can even just add on like original sculpt, just like I would hand sculpt something out of clay or epoxy. I can literally digitally sculpt it. So kind of drawing with your brain on the computer is really like sky's the limit. Yeah. I, and I love, I mean, I know you've seen where I've kind of started doing some more drawings again, like on the iPad, people are wanting me to do stuff on paper, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that, but I just love doing it on the, on the iPad, man, with the pen. It's like freehand, but then I can add so much more to it that I can't do with just a pencil and some markers and stuff, you know? Oh yeah, totally. Well, it's just like, you know, when you, when you look at a comic book from like the eighties or something, yeah and right. 70s and then like they're just they've got those pixelated really plain <clears throat> like yeah. one color like superman's shirt is like one color pixelated blue but now you see those fancy comics like image comics and like guys like todd mcfarland and stuff yeah. like that were like really awesome at you know using some really easy new graphics and i remember when we saw those like image and spawn and those things when we were yeah under, like what the heck in heck is this holy crap my mind is blown <laughs> so like they're, they're drawing the same kind of stuff, but then they're, they're putting on the fancy computer and using the lasers and using the internet and using the alien technology and boom, bada, bing. Yep. It's yeah. magic. Oh. One thing I loved about it is I noticed that you straightened Big John Studd's legs. So I'm giving you props for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I got to be humble. I, I'll do it like an old school wrestler. I'll steal it fair and square. And I'll say, I got that idea from another guy. And I thought that's a, that's a great idea. Cause all of us as kids were like, man, Big John Studd, you know, him looking like he's trying to drop a deuce. I don't know. It just doesn't really work, but <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So some other, some other cat. So like when I say that, when I kind of joke about old school wrestling, like well, Wolfie would know like this term, like stealing a fair and square, you know, yeah. if you're going to, if you're going to beg, borrow, steal, morph, twist, some old move or a catchphrase or something, you're going to also put over a footnote in history of where you got it. So you, Oh yeah, I got that thing from Wolfie D or, or I, yeah. I was inspired by this thing by Wolfie D, you know, so like you, you, when I saw that big John Studd straight legged uh, thing, I was just like, "Fuck, I gotta, I gotta make one of those." That's really, really cool. Which one and, they bombed on? To me, it was Jimmy Snooker's figure. I fucking hated that one. The pose was stupid, and he wasn't big enough, and it just, it didn't look right to me. Yeah. Well, a lot, a lot of those figures really like. So I, we, I think we all love those LJNs, not because of the quality of the craftsmanship, but because yeah. of they were all they're all gate, they're gateways to our nostalgia. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, like there's all the funny memes like, Hey, if you grew up in the eighties, if you had this and this, if you were drinking out of garden hoses and riding your bicycles without helmets and you were playing outside, yeah. then you had a good childhood, you know, right. that kind right. of stuff. And I think if you were pistol whipping each other with rubber wrestlers in the eighties as a kid, you were having a great childhood. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, but the quality of them is, is, is like, like physically that the rubber quality is, is awesome. They're durable. But as far as the creative quality, they're the shits. They're just reminders of yesteryear. Right. Most of them are the shits, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. I mean, like I remember the, the Mr. Wonderful looked really good. I think the macho man looked really good. The Hogan's yeah. face sculpt wasn't very good. Honestly, Hogan was a little small, you know, but I don't know. It, they were still a, so much fun, man. You know, yeah. so. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story about that Hogan one. I, so, 
so growing up with, with edge and Christian, like that's how kind of how we originally, like that was the first taste of wrestling psychology. We would book cards for our little LJNs and we would argue over who's going to go over. And, <laughs> and, and sometimes we, we weren't like really putting over the guys that maybe we really liked in real life. We were putting the guys over that had the cooler poses or had the cooler toy. Like yeah. I love Jake the snake, but I'm like, how are you going to DDT somebody with a fucking hands up in the air? You know, right. I always used to tell Jake, I'm like, how are you supposed to DDT anybody? Brother, I don't know. I didn't make that fucking doll. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, brother. <laughs> tell the fucking marketing guy, brother, brother. But I think the funny story about Hogan is like, so Edge was such a Hogan mark that he would get so mad if me and Christian scuffed his Hulk Hogan. He'd be like, you asshole scuffed Hulk Hogan. He walks in the corner of the room, me and Jay and me and Christian against the wall and mean shit to Hulk Hogan. But... <laughs> During the pandemic, I remember calling Edge and going, hey, yeah, I'm going to put you in a bad mood. He goes, what do you mean? I go, go in your box of LJNs and go look at your old Hulk Hogan figure and go look at, go look at his fists. And he goes, why? I go, it's going to piss you off. Go, just go look. And so, like, you know, we're, we're in our 40s. And, and so he goes back on the phone and he's like, motherfucker, blah, 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 fuck, 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 fuck. And he's all hot. And I'm like, I told you. He goes, what asshole sculptor fucking sculpted Hulk Hogan's uh, fist with thumbs out? Every wrestler, every decent fighter knows thumbs in. And <laughs> we, we just were start laughing. We were just laughing. They like, have these things like they must have been sculpted by hairdressers or, or baristas or something. Because like <laughs> the, half of them got their thumbs out. Like, you know, you're going to throw a punch with your thumbs out. What's wrong with you, LJN sculptors? Right, yeah. right. Hulk, so there's yeah. my ridiculous nerd. Uh, there's my ridiculous nerd uh, tantrum. There's my, uh, my busted open radio style tantrum. I love it. I love it. Thank he, he you. did have a good pose. As Hogan's figure had a good pose for doing a majority of moves, though, because some of them just you couldn't right. really make it look right. But his was kind of, he had a good body slam, you know, all that stuff. But anyway. Andre's face looked like one of those Easter Island monuments, too. I remember that. But anyway, we'll go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, you were 100% yeah, right. I'd love that some more, man, because I definitely want people to be able to check you out and stuff on social media. We'll get to that at the end. Let's, sure. let's, I appreciate let's get it. into wrestling, man. Let's talk about wrestling and how let's you do it. Got started, man, and what, what made you want to wrestle and all those all those starting questions that I usually give everybody. How'd you do it? Why? When? Where? Uh, long, long and short is because I love it. Yeah. I did love it. Do love it. Will love it. Um, but again, grew, grew up with Edge and Christian. We were just the biggest fucking marks ever. We loved it. Uh, we're up in the snow, up in Canada, in parts unknown Canada, you know, just north of Toronto in a little, little, little uh, rural town called Orangeville. And, you know, uh, when, when wrestling videotapes would come to the little local video stores and you would have to haul ass to be with the first kid or one of the first kids to get the video rental because there's a whole town of kids that wanted to get the best of WWF volume six or Starcade or, or whatever the heck it was. Yeah. And so there was, there was always a semblance of urgency. So I think wrestling always kind of gave you that you know, looking, looking forward to something like stay tuned next week, same bad time, same bad channel for science main event, because Hogan's going to save the day because this happened or Roddy Piper did this and that happened. And so it just was always like this awesome, superhero sporty soap opera yeah that it just had me hooked like you know i'm I'm gonna get a lot of heat for saying this but like i'm not a i'm not a team sports guy like i'm sorry i'm not a housewife i'm not cheering for my penguins or my leafs or my raiders or my whatever (laughs) hey let's go to the park and play uh tackle football and touch football and play baseball i'm gonna do a shitty but i'm gonna go do it because i'm gonna go have fun with some some guys out in real life out in the grass 
messing around. I don't yeah, need yeah. to sit on the couch like a little hen and go, ooh, look at my so-and-so. Oh, he scored, he dunked, he whatever. Fuck off. You know, but, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm again, not a housewife or a house husband by, the, by today's like standards, whatever. And Chris Champion back I just, in the I, day. It's boring, it's boring as shit to me. Yeah, it's boring as shit. Like <laughs> superheroes and stories and heroes and villains. That, to me, is what captured my imagination. We were in a dressing room one time. And uh, a bunch of the guys were sitting around talking about football. <laughs> and then fucking decided, you know, uh, people kind of across the way, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Chris, just out of nowhere, from the middle of, like, the, the little circle of people that were talking, he goes, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I, I really could care if somebody could put a ball through a hoop. I really, like, I know they're athletic. I get it. I know, uh, you know, like I think hockey and football are so athletic. I get it. I just don't want to fucking watch it. Like, again, yeah. like I know it's important to uh, take the garbage out and be a garbage man or to be a librarian or to be a this or be a that. I just have no interest in doing it. Right. I don't want to watch the Raiders score a touchdown. I could give a flying fuck. No, again, you know, so many people are probably going to get so mad at me. And, but everybody's everybody's triggered these days. So fuck it. I just don't right. care. But, right. Yeah. You know, right. oh, are you triggered? Oh, that's awful. Oh. What was your, uh, <laughs> what was the first live event you went to? Do you remember? Dude, my first live event was in Orangeville, Ontario, Canada. I got to see, I want to say just probably like a little teeny bopper. Sabu was like, I want to say he was like the jungle boy or something. Uh, <laughs> sweet daddy Siki and the sweet daddy Siki, uh, the bear man, um, uh, the Sheik, the original Sheik. Oh, yeah? I got to see all these guys in my little little hockey arena in my hometown, and, it, and I saw the giant, like a bear, like there was a fucking bear. Like a bear yeah. wrestled a dude. It was awesome. <laughs> like, I missed that shit. That, to me, I was just like, man, I want to see somebody, like, I, would, I don't want to see animal cruelty. Like, I, I love animals. Humans, I, I could take or leave, but animals, I, I care about all day long. Speaking yeah. of which, oh, ooh, can I, can I uh, when is this air? Can I plug something that's just kind of important to me that's got nothing to do with wrestling or anything? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Okay, speak, speaking of animals, so here, I live in Las Vegas, and on the outskirts of Las Vegas, they're trying to, in a, in a rural area called Pahrump, they're trying to outlaw people having livestock and, 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 and chickens and all these things. So if y'all care about wrestling, y'all give a shit about any of us taking bumps for y'all and us kicking the shit out of each other for y'all, uh, please just go to uh, the Pahrump uh, uh, page. It's just Las Vegas page. And just say, don't take away our chickens, don't take away our cows and our goats. Uh, please keep Pahrump rural. So I appreciate cool. that because that's just, I think it's just so important. And I don't want to get, I want to talk about wrestling, I don't want to talk about politics, but I just think like in a time when inflation is crazy and there's no baby formula and food is expensive and, 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 and you know, yeah. people at the helm are giving our money to other people instead of giving it to us. Um, yeah. I think we should be able to do for ourselves. I don't think it should be illegal for us to sell each other eggs or to grow produce in our backyards or, right. or whatever, whatever. So anyway, I, I don't want to make, I don't want to be all serious and political. I want to be silly and I want to talk wrestling. So I just, I just want to put that out there and just let everybody know that that's, that's super duper important. It, it, not just my area, but everybody's area. Y'all, y'all need to stand up and look for, look at, look at what our, what our politicians are doing to us. And they, I think they should be giving us more rights, not less rights. Amen. Amen. I agree with you, man. I'm sure a lot of people do agree with you. That's, that's okay. But you, you throw that out there. We talk about everything on here, man. 
Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I, like wrestling has really, wrestling has really allowed me to learn probably more than the average bear. As I'm sure you would agree that it lets you see the long con and the forest of the trees. Like to be a worker is to, to be a wrestler, not to be a wrestler, but uh, you know, and you know what I'm talking about. Wolfie is like to yeah. be a worker. You know, we say worker, but those are truly few and far between. Like to understand how to tell a story, how to, you know, draw the correct emotions out of people, how to get them happy, mad, sad, empathetic, angry, laughing. That's an yeah. art form. Right. You know, being athletic is, is a whole other piece of the puzzle, but telling that story, boy, oh boy. And, 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 yeah. and being a wrestler, being a, a, a worker, learning to like, you know, some of these story storylines that the planet earth is running is, is, is makes some wrestling storylines look, look boring or look like they pale in comparison. Like, you know, when, when, when billionaires are buying up all the farmland on the world and they're, they're looking at feeding those bugs and doing all sorts of weird shit. I don't know. That's, yep. that's pretty heel storylines. If you ask me. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. You're exactly yeah. right. So, with, so there you go. Word up. But again, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to like get y'all heat and I don't want <laughs> okay. to get myself here. Well, what's the way, you know, what's, what's going to happen? Book man, this man isn't going to book me or Tony Khan isn't going to book me or whatever. Feeling of looseness these days, such as I do, where I really don't care. You know, used to, you know, you kind of would watch what you say, even before internet and all that. You kind of watch what you say and bite your tongue and because for fear of, you know, uh, retaliation and bookings or something like that. Uh, but now it's like, I don't 100%. Care. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And 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 two, I gotta feel justified in the in like my currency is karma. I'm not Mother Teresa, but I like to sleep at night. So whatever's yeah. coming out of my face uh, is meant with uh, empathy and strength and kindness. It's not meant to be, uh, uh, you know, be, to be a motherfucker. It's not meant to be hateful. It's not meant to be condescending. It's meant to just, you know, to be useful. It's meant to be, like, hey, motherfuckers, open your eyes. You know, like be kind to each other. Like I, dude, I can wrap up my poli my politics and my religion with Bill and Ted's, bro. Just be excellent to one another. That's hey, it. man, that's it. That is and it. If dude. somebody's gonna hate me for that, then they can go fuck off. Yeah, right. because they're not excellent. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's right. You're, if you if you can't be excellent to, to your, each other and yourselves, fuck off. It's a modification of the golden rule, which honestly, the golden rule is so needed in every just piece of life anymore of treat each other as you would like to be treated. That's just God, man. Amen. Amen. How did, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I tell it, I tell it to wrestling students and stuff all the time. Like, I'm like, look, you know, pick, pick, you know, don't, don't be a bargain basement, whomever, like don't be a bargain basement, uh, Bret Hart or road warriors or ultimate warrior, whatever. Take, take five, five or so people fictional or real that you look up to that you care about that you are, that you think are interesting. Mm -hmm. And take one or two little elements of those people. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, body language, uh, vocal stuff, promo stuff, move stuff, costume stuff, whatever it is. But one of the things I always, you know, when I saw so the people go, who, who are yours? You'd never know because I'm not a bargain basement copy of any of them, but I definitely take bits and pieces. And one of my yeah. things uh, in life as a coach uh, in the ring out of the ring, wherever is MLK. I'm an MLK guy. I don't give a fuck what color you are. I care about the content of your, of your person, of your character. Right. I care that you do the work and you have a good heart and a good brain. I don't give a fuck what you like to get down with in the sack. 
I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care who, what, what God or science or, or Howard the Duck, whoever you pray to, I don't give a fuck as long as you are a good person. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And if somebody wants to give me heat for that, then bring it on, baby. <laughs> no heat for me. No heat for me. I agree with you 100%. Um, Appreciate that. But uh, getting back to some to some wrestling stuff, you were you were talking about your first live event and everything. I remember mine. Um, it was at the fairgrounds, and I really don't remember the most of the show. But for whatever reason, and neither one of these were really my favorite wrestlers, uh, but I thought they were good. And for some reason, I just remember the match. I, well, I say that I remember them being in the ring and me just kind of bug eyed out there, like whoa. Uh, you re- you remember the feeling, Bill oh, Dunn. Yeah. And Terry Taylor, but for some reason I just remember that match. I don't remember anything else that was on the card, honestly. Uh, but for some but reason, I think I think, I think you, you remember it the same way that I I remember. It. I, I don't remember much of it either. I just remember the feeling. I remember going, yeah. "Holy shit, this is amazing!" Yeah, mm-hmm. and the and and what a lot of people say, and I re- I recall that my first time was how loud the ring is and all that, and you're hearing it's different than watching. Yeah. On t- you're there and that rings loud and you're hearing the bodies hit together and you know what I mean? It's a it's a very cool experience. Hundred percent. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't I think like you just can't wrap your brain around uh until like you know, you know, until you see it live, it's hard to wrap your brain around wrestling. I'm not making any excuses for wrestling. You know, again, mm-hmm. like I, I, I don't want to watch team sports, so if you don't want to watch wrestling, that's cool too. You know, mm-hmm. we all got tastes and, and flavors and choices and, and all that jazz. But like to watch wrestling on TV, that's all fine and good. But to see it live, live is where the, to, to me, the magic is like, again, like mm-hmm. I, I don't really care to watch Big Bird on Ice on TV. But if you're if you're like, hey, center, uh, I got two tickets to Big Bird on Ice. You want to go? I'd be like, fuck yeah, I want to go see Big Bird skate around and fucking clothesline Oscar the Grouch on the fucking ice. Of course, I want to see that shit <laughs> like live. <laughs> Everything's better live. Yeah, right. Right. And do you remember, like, I, I do, like, the first time being in the crowd and, like, when somebody, like, maybe took a body slam or got thrown out of the ring and you could feel their body through the concrete to your feet wherever yep. you were sitting. And I, I just remember that. And I always, when I threw myself, you know, or got thrown out of the ring or whatever, I always try to hit that even even after we got pads. I started when we didn't have padding but even after that (laughs) i still tried to hit that concrete as hard as i could and i would always hear that same reaction from the people that were pretty close by oh my god you know so that always stuck out to me too it's a little shit like oh yeah oh yeah for sure when you could feel like that vibration and you could feel their pain and you know they're selling and and people people don't realize i think like I think too, uh, not not to heal on the younger guys. I think they're and the girls. I think there's just they're, they're, they'll get it as they get it, but <laughs> when they're, when they're not selling anything because they're marking out for their own moves, right. I mean, they're just making those fancy moves be so less special. But like you know, as Edge yep. would say, "Hey man, body slam sucks. Sell it like it sucks." Yeah. You know, wow, and like yeah, hitting yeah. that concrete or hitting that turnbuckle or getting wild with that chair, or getting wild with a clothesline. Man, that all fucking sucks. So yeah. I don't know what the big deal is, is to put over that it sucks. So fans go, Ooh, I bet you that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the little a whole lot of sucking going on. Like the, uh, it, it, for me, it's just an old timer thing in me of, and somebody puts me in the corner and rares back and chops me. Okay. I'm cool with that, but you know where I'm going as soon as they chop me, 
I'm staggering selling either to my knees, but away from them to another corner or something. Right. So that they can't right. rapid fire my ass so that they can right. follow me selling. And then I might turn around for you and, you know, if you want to do another one, whatever. But I, that's me doing two things, getting the chop over. But second of all, I'm not going to sit there and let you wear me out either. <laughs> Right, yeah. Well, I see guys just sitting there with their elbows on the top ropes like they're just hanging out having a beer. Yeah. Like, I'm like, hey, man, if I grabbed you, if I punched you or chopped you or choked you or something in the corner of a bar, would yeah. you sit there like that with your arms on the fucking bar and just let me do that? They're like, no, I'd be trying to hit you. I'd be doing something. I go, yeah, yeah motherfucker. So think, shoot, but work. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. Shoot, but work. Work to shoot, however you want to say it. Yeah. Got to yeah. make it. Like some of these moves, I saw these girls do this move. And I mean, it's getting to a point where, okay, let's stop trying to just invent shit that don't even, it, A, it don't look like it hurts, or B, it looks like y'all are really working together to pull this off. I mean, it, you've got right. to do oh, dude, moves I hate that look like they could work. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. when I'm watching two two guys or girls, whoever it is, that are just so collaborating, like they're they're like helping each other up to the top rope to get this mm, one yeah. little tandem, this triple Lindy, you know, off into the air, this triple yeah. sow cow that they're going to work together to hit. I'm like, yeah. fuck off. Like, right, fight yeah. your way up there. If you can't balance and fight with each other, grip onto each other and fight your way up there and then do what you got to do, then I don't need to see it. Same thing, right. I just, I do not need to see Y'all singing Kumbaya on the fucking concrete, waiting for a dive, staring yeah. at it a mile away. Why would you stand right. on the highway and go, hey, man, see that Mack truck a mile away? It's going to hit me anytime. Here it comes. I see that Mack truck coming. I'm not getting out of the way because it just looks so pretty up in, in, in the, on, the, on, the, on the freeway coming at me. You know, I'm just going to stand here and look at it. Oh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch this fucking truck. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> Right. I'm not saying and, to not do the dive. I'm not saying to not catch the the, the dude. I'm not saying to not get run over by the truck. I'm saying just don't see the fucking truck coming. Right. 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 The, the one that I can't stand is the guys that are running the ropes with the clothesline and they don't get down far enough. So the guy giving the clothesline has to basically raise his arm up like he's in school, saying, "Teacher, call on me." <laughs> I can't yeah. stand that. I mean, that's just. Oh, you mean you mean like du- like ducking a line when they're dragging right. the knuckles on the ceiling? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, I hate that. Yes, that's so horrible. Yeah. If, if, hey, young, youngsters out there, if you're going to throw a clothesline, throw it. That person ducks. Awesome. If they don't duck, take them. Just take them in a working fashion. Like, know that, how to hold your shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to throw the clothesline like it's coming normal. It's up to them yeah. to get out of the way if they don't. Because you both look stupid if they if you're throwing one high and he never does. <laughs> yeah, looks- yeah, yeah. When they drag their knuckles on the ceiling, I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to do. You trying to like you trying to whiff that dude with pity city? Like you trying to hit the national <laughs> kid? You know, just r- face rub him with your armpit? Like what are you trying to do, bro? Yeah, or or yeah. darling or whoever the fuck it is, you know. But yeah, yeah. I mean, cool. throw that throw- clothesline straight, but like. So you know, pulling pulling the curtain back. You know, it's funny to me when I hear like, oh, okay, babe's gone. I don't think Gabe Abe's gone at all. I think we are just, we pulled back the curtain a little bit. Fans mm-hmm. are a little more savvier, a little, not a lot, but a little more savvier. But if you have not been in the ring, you're nothing more than an armchair quarterback. I don't give a fuck who you are. Again, yeah. give me some heat. I don't care. I don't care if you're a big top fucking whatever. If you've <laughs> never set foot in that ring, you have no fucking clue. You can guess. Right. You can yeah. guess how David Copperfield pulled that rabbit out of the universe. You just right. don't fucking know or appreciate what level of, you know, 
pugilism, what level of athleticism, what level of, of timing, you know, uh, uh, what level of duress and impact and, and masochism you have to go through yeah. and, and all that stuff and keep your wits together while you're getting your bell rung. True. You, know, you have no idea of that. Like, I mean, yeah, as a coach, I'll teach guys that are wanting to learn and like, they're not computers. I can't just stick a thumb drive in their ear and then they have the knowledge. I could tell them a thousand times, yeah. but until they get it, until their brain and their body sync up and they go, Oh, like this, like mm-hmm. I could tell you, Hey man, uh, climb up to that top rope and walk across the top rope to the next top rope. And, uh, yeah, just pigeon toe your feet out, uh, keep your arms out, balance your weight, just walk across. Well, that's all fine and good. I just gave you the theory, but your body's going to have to practice that for years and years. If you're ever going to be a tightrope walker, right. You know, so like, I, I, I love saying this to, to wrestling students. So fans can hear this wrestler, wrestling students, wrestlers can hear this. Jake, the snake would say, practice a thousand times until you get it right. And Dr. Tom would say, don't practice till you get it right. Practice till you cannot get it wrong. <laughs> that takes yeah. elbow grease. That takes back to the Martin Luther King thing. Put in the elbow grease content of the person, motherfucker. Do the right. work. Right. Learn the devil in the details. Learn your trade. Don't just get a fancy pair of kick pads. Learn how to do a flip and you're a fucking pro. Yeah. Mm. And that's Mm. the case a lot of times. I I giggle, dude. I, I, so I watched back the, I watched back the, I did a, an AEW, uh, dark match, uh, uh, a month or so ago. Mm -hmm. You you were, which I remember you were ribbing me about. Um, and so, I, I watched it back and I'm listening. I'm giggling. Cause I was talking with Taz backstage before I had wrestled. So, you know, he had called my, <laughs> he had called my Kazarni uh, stuff. So he, you know, we were, we were cool. And, um, and so he's like, Oh yeah, I love this new look. Yeah, he looks scary. Yeah. He looked this. Da, 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 da. And he was, it was great to see him. It was nice to see uh, Taz. He's cool. Always got along great with Taz. And so uh-huh. I'm listening to the commentary. And so the match is short and sweet. We, we got about 27 seconds to do a six man tag. I'm like, mm, okay, right. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my job. I'm gonna get 2.0. I'm gonna get them some heat, but I'm gonna keep strong. Cause guess what, motherfuckers? I want a job. Right. You know. And, right. and I'm not doing anybody any favors in the ring, or 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 the people in the stands that bought a ticket by just giving them giving 2.0 a meal. I'm not yeah, letting yeah. anybody eat me up. I'll, I'll you can you can destroy me, but I am gonna look like I'm trying to fucking win, and I'm gonna look like I could win. If, if maybe I zigged instead of zagged or whatever. So I'm just not going right. to go to the ring looking like a fucking piece of meat ready to be ate up. Yeah. Like, so, um, so I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I, t- I told the one, the one young man in the, in the, in the, in the, in the tag, when you come in, I'll give you a couple, a couple shots. Do not, do not bump. Let's keep, he's like, oh, I got to look strong. We're going in a button guts. It's cool, man. I get it. I got you. I got it. I get it. You, you know, you're, you're, <laughs> You know, you're, you're stressed out. You want to keep your spot. You want to look good in your spot. I got you, kid. You know, I, I coached those motherfuckers at the PC, so they kind of <laughs> let me do what I wanted. You yeah. Know? Um, so they're like, because I think they're used to probably just squashing indie guys that are just so eager just to get in that ring and stand there and get slaughtered. I'm like, that's right. great. I'll get, you, I'll get you your heat. I'll, I'll do my job. But I also would like a job. And mm-hmm. they're like, yep, totally cool. Get it. So I gave them a couple shots. I made those shots fucking count. So I just didn't throw punches the way anybody else threw them on the card. I threw punches yeah. like I was in a bar fight and I was going to beat the shit out of those fucking guys. Yeah. Well, Except the, the only difference. Is the, when they tell you like uh, just a certain story of Puerto Rico and Dutch and blah, blah, blah. But he had told us, go out there and get over. 
and we were heels. And knowing, like now, today, and, and before today, but obviously, but I know what that means. Back then, I really didn't. I thought I did, but I didn't. But right. it's well, a, I think a lot of people think they do, but they don't. Right. It's a whole different. And concept. then, and then they get triggered and upset, and then they bow up because coaches dare tell them something useful. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Jeez. And here's, here's another quote. I gave you a Jake quote. I gave you a doc quote. Here's an Al Snow quote. I am responsible for what I say, not for what you understand. And yes. again, I'll go back to one of our favorites, Raven. Raven would be like, eh, you're too green to know how dumb you are. Eh, you're too dumb to know how green you are. Either way, it works. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good yeah. impression. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, really I mean, good. But it's true. It's fucking true. When a parent tells their kids, eat your veggies, uh, do your homework, uh, go to bed at a reasonable hour, and the kid's going, fuck you, mom and dad, you don't know. Uh, right. Yeah, they do know, stupid. You're just too fucking dumb and young and ignorant and uh, entitled and weak and narcissistic and triggered to fucking have a clue that anybody's helping you. Right. But they yeah. are. Those coaches are helping hey. you. Like, they're making you eat your vegetables and go to bed at the right hour and do your homework, you fucks. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're gonna wanna call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. Hey, so, you know, what's kind of funny is uh, we'll tell Jimmy kind of about this. I think I told Jimmy. But when uh, when I got the call for the Impact Slammiversary, and you could you could say, we can edit this if you don't want to talk about it or whatever. No, but, we could talk about it. Again, again, gloves are <laughs> off, bro. I just... Yeah, I don't give a so fuck who gets mad. I just don't give it. a fuck. Me and Sin are talking on the phone, and uh, he just asked me out of the blue, I think it was, you texted me or something, you said, has anybody from Impact called you or something like that? And I'm like, yeah, you? And you're like, no. He's like, fuck them, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I said, yeah, I don't know, dude. I said, I don't even know what I'm doing. I said, it's some kind of reverse bottle roll. I have no idea what it is, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, okay. But then it was, it popped me even more that what a week or two later, you'd have popped up on AEW. And I, to me, I was like, there you go. That was, to me, that was kind of like you staying, fuck y'all. I don't need no slam adversity. I'll go to AEW. Well, I'll, I will say this. I was hot. Um, you know, uh, you know, being, being one of the guys that were kind of, I was like, I wasn't like technically an exact uh, TNA original, but I was one of those guys in the first couple of years. Yeah. And I'd like to think that me you and, 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 and evil Jim, we put a pretty good, uh, pretty good dent in TNA being the new church. And I was pretty damn proud of that. And I still, yeah. I still love it to this day. And, and I get, yeah. I, I get two questions repeating through, I'm going into my, my 23rd year. I know you wrestled a lot longer than I am cause you're old as fuck. 
probably <laughs> younger, younger than me. Um, but I get, I get two questions throughout all my years. Like that are just the most consistent questions is Vince McMahon really an asshole. And when are we ever going to see the new church? Yeah. I get new church, new church, new church all the fucking time. I've gotten it for years. And whether right. we wrestle ever tag again or, or anything, you know, that's all fine and good. I'm just happy that, that we're buddies, but I'm just, I'm just letting you yeah. know that that has been the number one question. I didn't, I, you know, people ask me all sorts of other stuff about all sorts of things, but Vince and the church, those were the two things that people have asked me more than anybody else has asked me anything. And I was, I was proud as, as shit of that. So I was just kind of a little butthurt, you know, like we have thick skin as performers, but like when they're doing the anniversary and I see like evil Jim is on there, I'm happy. I love it. I love seeing Jim Mitchell on there. He's one of my boys. You're yeah. one of my boys. I love you guys. And I'm happy yeah. to see both of you on there. And then I thought, Hey man, you know, pretty sure there's three of us. Uh, <laughs> they couldn't fucking shoot me a fucking call or fucking say, Hey, you want to drive there, fly there, whatever, whatever, like the payday yeah. will be shit, but it will be cool. You know, yeah. just the, just the effort would have been cool. And like, right. I love Scott DeMore. I love D'Lo Brown. You know, yeah. I, I love all these companies. I love impact. I love AEW. I love WWE. I got nothing but love for wrestling, but at the mm -hmm. same time, man, uh, you know, and road dog told us, do you remember that? Oh, do you remember this road What's dog it? said this? We were getting fucked around by TNA back in the day when we were still like when we were the church, Yeah. And me and you were both just, we're, we're being good little soldiers smiling and just eating shit. You know, yeah. whatever they were telling us to do, whatever dumb thing they want us to do, we're like, yes, sir, we'll do it. And we kept on getting it over. Whatever stupid thing they asked us to do, we'd get that shit over. Yeah. And then, but we were both like, we were both kind of hot and we weren't putting it over to anybody except Road Dog noticed. Road Dog walked up to us and goes, boys, pro wrestling is like, is like an abusive spouse. All <laughs> you do is love it and all it does is beat you up. Yeah. And then <laughs> when you're about out of it, 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 it sucks you back in and says, hey, baby, come home, please. I won't hit you again. And then yeah. you go, okay, I guess maybe this time it'll be different. And then you go back and, and she beats you up some more. <laughs> and so and Road Dog closed it by saying, so just, just, just enjoy it for what it is. Love the ride. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Right. And that's, I, I mean, that always stuck with me. So if you're out there listening to Road Dog, thank you. Um, <laughs> Yeah. You know, for just, and I just, I think I just needed a kick in the pants that day. Just like when I was kind of hot and, and you, you were kind of cooling me down, <laughs> cooling me down about it. Uh, like, Oh man, it's no big deal. It's just, the I'm like, it is a fucking big deal because like we busted our ass for that company. We we're pioneers of that company. And, yeah. and I just, I just kind of felt it just, it was just kind of a slap in the face, you know? And, I know, but again, I, if, I, if I for you, I know. I, get it. I, I think too, for, for everything, for WWE, AEW, uh, ROH impact, you, you name it, wherever there's always, you know, there's others, there's amazing stuff. And then there's other stuff where you're like, why did they do that? Or why wouldn't they have done this? Or why wouldn't they have brought this? Or why wouldn't they, whatever, whatever. And then you also too, you're the hero of your own narrative. So you're thinking, what about me? What about little old me? I'm happy for everybody else, but what about little old me? Yeah. You know, like I, I enjoyed thoroughly, like I was backstage at AW for about two weeks. I was, I was there for all their stuff in Vegas and all their stuff in LA. It mm -hmm. was super fun. The, uh, the backstage atmosphere was amazing. I got mm -hmm. to meet a bunch of new people I never met and I got along great with them. They were wonderful. I got, yeah. a, I got to catch up with a lot of boys I haven't seen in a lot and girls that I haven't seen in a long time. And it was wonderful. Yeah. And I, but I would say, but, and, and I'm happy, happy as heck for them that they're all at a great company at a big company with a generous boss and, and all that stuff. 
And I would just like to say, but what about me? What about <laughs> me? I can hang toe to toe with any motherfucker at that fucking company or any company as yeah. you could, you yeah. know, <laughs> as we could. <laughs> and so, so I'll, I'll shamelessly put this over. Hey fans, you want to see the new church at AEW? Tell Tony Khan about it. Tag that motherfucker. Tag yes. AEW. Tag Impact. Tag WWE. Tag New Japan. Don't just yes. message us and say it'd be really neat to see it. Don't tell me. Tell those motherfuckers. Right. You want to see the right. church? You want to see the church outwork? Like Christian says, outwork everybody. You want to see the new church outwork everybody? Tell Tony Khan to book us, motherfuckers. It's without yeah. you fans, we get new shit. Right. We could throw this punch. We could have the best fucking, the best look. We could cut the best fucking front. We could do this. We could do that. We could, we could put dudes over. We can go over. We can be good guys or bad guys. But unless you bug Tony Khan or Vince McMahon or Scott Demore or Tiger Hattori or Conan or whoever, then we're not going to do shit. <laughs> Hashtag book the new church. That's it. Yes. I guess one of the things that I want to say is I look at on Wikipedia and I did cheat. I can't lie. I look at the guys you were trained by and you could literally, that's like somebody's Mount Rushmore. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I know sure. there were some, some other names on there, but Dr. Tom Pritchard, Jake, the snake Roberts, dusty Rhodes, Al snow, rip Rogers. Here's the thing, man. And Ron Come Hutchinson. And Ron yeah, and Ron, yeah, there you go. Can you put a little like timeline on when you, you know, maybe something sure. just timeline on when you got with those guys? Sure. So, yeah, I was definitely trained by uh, Mount Rushmore of, of wrestlers for sure. Uh, Jake the Snake, Dr. Tom Pritchard, Rip Rogers, Al Snow, Dusty Rhodes, Ron Hutchinson. So, my pedigree is pretty darn good. So, um, yeah, uh, the way the, the way that unfolded was I got my basics from Ron Hutchinson. Um, for those of y'all who don't know, he also trained Edge, Christian, Beth Phoenix, Tracy Brooks, Gail Kim, Johnny Swinger, uh, and so forth. So not too shabby company right there. So I guess, I guess you know, <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna have you're gonna have one uh, one one stinker in the bunch, I guess. So Ron, I guess you, you couldn't have them all. You know, one one of the one of the eight and bad, and then. Uh, Oh, who else we got? So Jake, the snake, uh, right after that was basically my mentor. Uh, I met him in, in England. Uh, we wrestled, um, we kind of hooked up in, uh, we did a loop together in Ontario, Canada, not far from my, uh, from my home turf. And yeah. we just, we just got along and, uh, he was just like, man, he goes, I think Vince McMahon would really like you. You need a bit of polishing. Like this was still brand new. Like I was still early, early into my career, like only a year or so in. He's like, yeah, you got, you got, you know, psychology to learn, but you have a great look. You have a great attitude. You're a big, big dude, all that stuff. He goes, I think too, with all the crazy circus stuff, uh, Vince would really like you. So, um, he offered me to kind of go on the road with him and he's like, why don't you come down to Fort Lauderdale? Uh, so again, this is in Ontario, Canada. He's like, why don't you come down to Fort Lauderdale and live there and we'll ride together We'll tag a bit. We'll work a bit. I'll, I'll coach you a bit and I'll kind of, I'll give you what you need. And I thought, well, fuck yeah. And then I kind of thought, man, that 24 hour drive would be a good rib from Toronto to Fort Lauderdale because doesn't that motherfucker live in Stone Mountain, Georgia? But <laughs> I figured the rib, the, the, the risk of the rib was, 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 was worth it. So I did it. And, uh, we've been, we've been, you know, thick as thieves ever since. And then, uh, um, so 
I did did a bit with the with the uh, impact and, or, and TNA, and when that's when I got to meet Wolfie and and uh, Jim Mitchell and Shane Douglas, who I will kind of I'll kind of footnote in there is sort of like those guys helped me and taught me a lot more than they realized, and they they were kind to me and they 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 gave me knowledge that they did not need to give me. They gave me um, bits of psychology and and how and just why and where and how and what. And Wolfie was like that in the ring. Mitchell was like that with the promo. Shane Douglas was like that with both. You know, they were both, all three of them were just giving and that. So thank you for that too, by the way, Wolfie. I don't know if I ever really even kind of explained that to you, but so thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. And then and you're welcome, sir. And then uh, moving on into uh, OBW, uh, I got to learn from Rip Rogers. Man, what a brain. What a funny, talented, old school cat. They just don't build them like that anymore. Right. And um, at FCW, it was Dr. Tom and Dusty Rhodes for the most part. A little bit of Steve Kern, a little bit of Ricky Steamboat. So, again, not too shabby on that Mount Rushmore of, of uh, Rashford. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Doc, 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 it was weird. Doc and, and Kern, but Doc, really, he, would, he trusted me to kind of help kind of be sort of like a Bull Durham. You know, guys like me, Colt Cabana, Heath Slater, TJ Wilson, Tyson Kidd. Um, he would he would have us. He would trust us to get in the ring and show bigger, bigger, scarier guys how to move because he knew we could take the hits. He knew we had, were patient, and he didn't want to get in the ring with <laughs> some of those big guys just to be like, "I ain't getting in now, baby. You you go you go school them, thin boat. Hey, you show them what's up." <laughs> yes, I was going to ask for that. I was going to ask for a Dusty impersonation. So thank you. <laughs> oh, dude, Dusty was the funniest. Dusty's pro like. So learning in Dusty's promo classes and stuff, like I would see all these guys literally pacing nervously, memorizing these funny sports entertainment horseshit promos. <laughs> and then Dusty, Dusty would spoon feed them. Okay, so and so, you're wrestling Kane at Unforgiven uh, for the IC title, baby. You got a minute? Give me something. Don't make it the <laughs> shit, you know. And so so and so would go out there and would do whatever, and it'd be it'd be terrible. Some mm -hmm. most of the time. And then, right. and I just I would never go off and memorize shit. I would always sit right in front of Dusty where Dusty could see me, and he knew I was cut. He was he knew I would just riff off the fly. So he would he would tell these guys, "Hey, you're wrestling so and so at such and such for such and such." Where well, you give him all these bullet points, and he just looked at me, go thin boat it, get up there and entertain me, baby. And so <laughs> I would just go up there, and I would just I would just heal on who the fuck ever went before me. So Dusty just always knew I was off the fly. Like I was Jake's student. Like I learned about promos from Jake the Snake. And then I learned from promos from Dusty Rhodes. So, like, I can bullshit. I can right. go. I can talk. And, like, it was funny. I'll, I'll give you kind of a neat thing that wrestler, wrestling students, even wrestlers, might kind of get a kick out of. Like, everybody always, oh, that's cool. You're training with Jake. That's cool about Jake, 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 Jake. I love his promos. Love his promos. Right. And I studied those promos just the same as everybody else. But you know what I asked that nobody else asked? Jake, who did you study? Right. That was a fucking interesting uh, bit of you know, a bit of conversation. Like he would huh. say stuff like televangelist. He would say, uh, Charlie Manson, like yeah. Charlie Manson would just, he would sing song shit together. And that's exactly what Jake would do. Like he would take one idea and just start riffing. Like he'd be like, the sky is blue, man. Look at them clouds, baby. Look at those birds flying through those clouds. I hope yeah. those birds don't get lost in them clouds, but they just know how to sway and swoop through those clouds across the ether, looking down at planet earth, man. You know, right. I'm just not saying anything and saying everything. I'm just bullshit yes. about some fucking seagulls, and it sounds like some diabolical shit. Like yeah. Jake 101. That's yeah. hence Charlie Manson 101. Who, who did Jake study? Right. 
Bray Wyatt had to take some of that because a lot of his early fresh out of NXT promos had that Jake sway to it that like, you know, you know, he was trying to do more like a New Orleans accent. It sounded like, but he, he definitely or had a little take that Sin Bodhi. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's the one I think you, uh, yeah. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> yeah. Well, so like when, when, when I was there, he, and so again, I, I've talked about this and, you know, people get mad or whatever. I'm like, I'm just calling a spade a spade. I love Bray Wyatt. I love Wyndham Rotundo. He's a good dude. Uh, IRS is a good dude. He, uh, IRS was one of my agents, one of my producers at, at SmackDown and on live events. IRS is a good dude. Um, I got to, I marked out getting to be in the ring with Barry Wyndham, his uncle, man. Like that's a cool family. Like I respect that family and I respect, I think Bray Wyatt is so fucking talented. But when he first got there and he wasn't even Husky Harris yet, and he would mm. just constantly ask me questions. Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Exactly the way I would ask Jake. And I, and I was an open book because I thought we're at the same company together. I'm not right. going to hoard my spot. I'm going to try to make money with the, everybody. That's why yeah. the, Vince is paying me. So I'm right. going to be fruitful with my knowledge. So I'll be like, I do this. I do that. I do this. I do this. This is why. This is why. This is why. And he said, and I'll get, I'll get all a bunch of grief over this because wherever the fuck he winds up, he's going to be a top guy and I don't need to get buried, but I'm just <laughs> just saying it. I just call it like what it is. You know, I don't mind being the, the Carl Perkins to his Elvis Presley. Like he's awesome. He might do me way better than I do me. I don't know. Scott DeMora <laughs> used to always joke and say that about Rhino. He trained Rhino. He's like, Rhino copies everything I do, except he just does it better than me. Yeah. You know, so maybe, maybe that's the case. So I'll humbly you know, say, I think Bray Wyatt's amazing. But right. he would always say, why do this? Why do that? Why do you call your finishing move Tallulah Bell? And I told mm-hmm. him, I said, I named it for my dead sister, my shoot dead sister. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? That's crazy. I go, well, because just like her, when I hit somebody with that move, they ain't getting up. Right. Like, oh, that's so harsh. And when I got canned, <laughs> Abigail. Sister Abigail. Yeah. Wow. Mm. So, Man. so all the, and all the little detail stuff, like I'm cool with, I'm cool with it. Just, but my family thing, like my, my sister thing kind of stings, you know, mm-hmm. I'm happy he made a success out of it, but at the same time, like, right. that's, that's my sister, you know? So, yeah. and, and again, I'm proud of him. I think he's talented as fuck, but yeah. that's my sister. All the yeah. other little things, the little details are cool. Like again, he thought of so much stuff by himself, but at the same time, some of our conversations went like this. Hey, sinner, um, the office wants me to wear trunks. I'm kind of chubby. I don't think I could pull off trunks. What do you think I should do? Maybe a singlet? And I remember joking, saying, man, a singlet ain't going to cover up nothing. That's not going <laughs> to fool anybody. Like when you see an indie guy in a T-shirt or a wife beater, we know you're a skinny fuck under there. Or we know you're a fat fuck under there. You're not fooling anybody. You're not pretending to be Rick Rude under that fucking baggy barbed wire T-shirt you're wearing. We <laughs> right. all know Fucking Stevie Wonder can tell you're a fat fuck under that t-shirt. So just <laughs> embrace being a fat fuck or hit the gym or whatever or wear. So, so what I told him was like, look, some spandex, singlet or otherwise, is not going to fucking hide or fool anybody. I go yeah. wear something baggy like a, like coveralls or wear something baggy like a fucking Hawaiian t-shirt like, like uh, Kate Fear, like De Niro, which is basically like a... Charlie nice. Manson kind of Waylon yeah. Mercy kind of thing, you know. Totally. I know. And if you're yep. gonna if you if you're gonna go if you're gonna go with the Hawaiian shirt and be you know kind of Charlie Mansonish, well, Charlie Manson needs his family. He needs he needs a flock. And mm-hmm. when I did the Turkish stuff, the animal masks are really creepy. Mm-hmm. And so he's just taking fucking notes. He's like, "That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome." So proud of him. You know, I, I don't know if he wants to remember those conversations, but it's fine. 
It's no yeah. problem. He, yeah. he can, he can, he can endorse it. He can go, yep. Um, you know, it certainly helped my payday. It certainly helped, helped me if he was to go, yep. Got a lot of ideas from him. Yep. Carl Perkins, Elvis Presley and so forth. Mm-hmm. You know, all that shenanigans. Okay. But if not, you know, people are the way people are. So right. again, if, 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 if this blows back and blows up in my face, well, fuck, whatever. <laughs> so again, what, 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 Vince not going to book me? What Tony Khan not going to book me? What Demore not going to book me? Right. Why, because I because I spoke the truth. Yeah, right. You know, I get you, you speak the truth these days, and you're a fucking conspiracy theorist. So maybe yeah. I am. Big time. My God, super proud of the coaches I've had, man. You were you were 100 right, Jimmy. That, that they are the Mount Rushmore of coaches. Absolutely. Well, leading into that, I think we're going to talk a little current affairs. DJ, hit the music. It's a current affair. It's a current affair. Love it in color. It's a current affair. Love it in color. All right, we're back with current affairs, and today we have Mr. Sin Bodie and Sin. You know, with current affairs, we always try to do a little something that is current and kind of sometimes current is boring and sometimes like right now and these days, you know, current is not. Now, obviously, if we have Sin Bodhi, you talked about your childhood friends, Edge and Christian. Are they not some of the, I mean, I know they're great. 10 years ago, they're great. 15 years ago, they're great. But right now, they're two of the best characters on TV. I know Edge is not with it but he's got these vignettes that are clearly edge and then christian and aew two of your buddies in two of the biggest companies absolutely killing it how cool are they right now man they're awesome and and uh they they don't know how to work that's what it yeah. is they they don't know how to work they know how to tell stories right. that's it if, if if you if you watch star wars and you see Darth Vader walking, marching down the, the hall in the Death Star. And he's got stormtroopers getting out of the way, shaking in their little white boots, you know. And you hear that daunting uh, Darth Vader death march and all that stuff. And everything fits. It all makes sense. And you hear Darth Vader's voice and how he moves around, how he's very stoic. It all makes sense. But if he all of a sudden started moonwalking and high-fiving people and going, what's up, man? You know, you'd be <laughs> taken right out. Of, you'd, you'd burst your bubble real quick and you'd change your fucking channel. Right. Darth Vader knows how to tell a story. So does Edge and Christian. They right. are on point. There's guys that are bigger, faster, younger, more athletic. And yet, why are these two guys riveting to watch? Because they know how to tell a fucking story. And they know how to put grit on things. They know how to sell. Selling isn't just going, ow, ow, ow. Selling is getting angry. Selling is smiling. Selling is smirking. Selling is twitching. Selling is checking your knuckles. Selling is taking a, just a pregnant pause and letting silence do the work for you. Yeah. Selling yeah. is magic. Yeah. They are Copperfield. They yeah, are ab- Absolutely. You know, I really hate that they pulled him out of that judgment day gimmick. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not expecting the details on anything with this, by the way. I would never want you to betray your trust to your friends. But what are your thoughts on them pulling him out? I mean, maybe you can't speak on this, but I just think that was so cool. It was like, I don't know, man. It was like uh, they were like this underworld mafia of like evil. I I don't know. There was this element to it that it was dark and cool. And I just feel like pulling him out of that. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking more and you need to talk. But (laughs) Uh, so I I will cut on on, on a little silly thing. Um, 
so I just, I just got married a few months ago and well in February, well, a little more than two months ago. And, um, so edge, edge and my little, my little shoot, um, genetically attached little brother, uh, were tandem best men. Yeah. And, uh, or people were joking that man, soon as edge got back from Las Vegas, he got evil and weird. <laughs> like what did you do to him at your wedding, man? Cause my wedding was fucking crazy. Like it was everything you would expect it should be. There That's was awesome. like Guinness world record, be there, man. performers I and altered. What's that? I said, I hate it that I couldn't make it, man. I wanted to be there. I wanted you to be there. And, and I, I get that, uh, you know, I got, I got brothers and sisters across the world. They, they, they couldn't be there for whatever reasons. Uh, you're there in my heart. Uh, you know, I love you, Wolfie. You're, you're, yeah. you're one of my boys. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was, you, you missed a crazy time. Like, I mean, there was just, I can't even explain it. Like there was, there's, they did a surprise performance for us. Uh -huh. So, I mean, there was, so let's just say my, 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 my daughter-in-law uh, got swung around by a dude, by, by chains that were hooked to a dude's eyes. He's uh, big, uh, Andrew S. from the big Go Big show. Uh, there was um, uh, just all sorts of there's dudes from America's Got Talent and dudes from WWE and dudes from Guinness World Records and Jim Rose Circus and just all this stuff. Like, there was, I, it was just, a crazy I, I, I show. Your history. I know your history and the things that... I've seen you do and, and, and all that stuff. So I can, I can imagine. <laughs> I, me I remember, I just remember giggling, looking over, watching some of the performers do their shit. And I'm sitting there looking over at Dexter Loomis, who's sitting a couple seats away from me, uh, Sam Shaw. And he was like, his brain just melted. He's like, what am I fucking looking at? And he's, he's the psycho. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love his character. Yeah. He, he was my yeah, first hard way, you know, <laughs> he hard weighed me. Uh, he, he did a leg drop did off Sam the top Scott of Alabama Jam. He did that, and I uh, moved my face. Yes, yeah. He and he took he hard weighed my uh, upper lip, but it was fine. I, I got over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. He's great Sam guy. Shaw is awesome. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, it was. He so, was too funny. Like I just looked over at his face, and he's just like you know when when you see him on NXT when his eyes all bugged out. Like he right. looked like that the whole fucking time. <laughs> right. Right. I can't believe they cut him because I honestly, I just feel like his character was like an onion that had so many layers that even if they weren't even planning on it, you could even go a different direction with his character and he's going to pull it off as well. You know? So dude, really. dude. So like we were talking earlier about, you know, do's and don'ts and whatever, just, well, you know, what it should have could is about, you know, the various wrestling companies. I, you know, so much things above my pay grade. Like why, why are they getting rid of so many dudes? And there's all these funny conspiracy theories. Ah, oh, they're going to sell it to Disney. Ah, oh, they're, they're thinning the herd. Ah, oh, they're just trying to chum the waters in other companies and make wrestling. They're trying to do this and trying to do that. Who fucking knows, but whatever, why ever they got rid of so many wonderful guys and girls right. artistically for me is, is beyond me. I'm like, why, why would you get rid of these guys and girls? And to me, Sam Shaw is at the top of that fucking list. That dude is so athletic. He can yeah. do just about anything you want him to do. Yeah. He is at the perfect age to be a top wrestler because neck down, he's young. Neck up, right. he's wise. Right. So like, again, you know, no offense. Like I was joking with some of my wrestling students the other day, but like, I'm like, and no offense to humans. So any humans listening to this, if you're triggered <laughs> by what I'm about to say, sorry, <laughs> but like, if you're 25 or less, you're probably not a whole lot smarter than a bag of fucking hammers. You will right. be smarter. You'll grow yeah. year by year. You'll get smarter. Like I remember I was this side smart of a bowling ball when I was 21, not much smarter mm -hmm. at 25 at 30 mm -hmm. at 35 at 40. 
So like now, again, my body knock on wood is pretty darn good. Like I can go, but I'm not a young guy, but I can go. And, but my neck up, neck up is where the money is. Right. Like I know how to fucking work, you know, but Sam Shaw is like, you know, he's at the perfect age where he is body youthful head wise. Yeah. yeah. You know, he can do what uh, he can do flips or he can go toe to toe knuckle sandwich stuff. He's got fun character stuff and they didn't even let the motherfucker speak. And he got his character over. I know. I know. And Great he's a character. Good dude. He's a good fucking dude. He's yeah. not going to. He's not going to, you know, get, get a DUI. He's not going to kill a hooker. He's not going to fucking beat up a fucking cop. He's not going to fucking uh, get caught with fucking kitty porn. He's not going to fucking do any of the dumb things humans love to get in trouble for. He's a straight laced, good fucking person. Yeah. 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 Fire him. That makes perfect sense. Right. Fucks. Yeah. That- like, and, dude, and dude, like throwing a punch, like we were talking earlier, like I was joking. Oh yeah. I got a sidetrack and tell you that thing about Taz. Uh, so you know, throwing that punch on 2.0, I'm throwing it right at his face, like an old school punch. I'm not throwing those bent wristed indie fucking punches that wouldn't crack an egg. I can throw a punch and I can rain man time that shit where like I could do that to my 14 year old daughter. She'd never know I was there. And I threw those punches so mean where I could hear Taz go, Oh shit, stiff. (laughs) (laughs) Not to pull the curtain back too much, but like I never touched that motherfucker. Right. Like I just know how to work. Sam yeah. going and now bringing it back to Sam Shaw's like he knows how to fucking work. Yeah. Like you could put him in there with, uh, you could put him in there with TJP. You could put him in there with fucking Gangrel. You could put him in there with uh, FTR. You could put him in there with fucking uh, Undertaker. You could put him in there with who the fuck ever. Ray Mysterio, all shapes and sizes of good guys or bad guys, and he'll be just fine. He would do right. wonderfully. So right. fire him. Yeah, it makes perfect fucking sense. And yeah. like all the young guys, power to them. They have youth on their side. They need carpenters. There's no fucking carpenters. Right, right. And again, Wolfie, I know you know that term, but like for the oh, fans yeah. out there, carpenters are wrestlers that are so skilled that they can just build motherfuckers in their sleep. Cowboy yeah. Bob Orton, Adrian Adonis, carpenters. Right. Christian yeah. Cage is the most over carpenter in the fucking world. The motherfucker walks to the ring with a board and a nail and a hammer and just builds the motherfucker. Yeah. Heal or baby yeah. Tape. yeah. I don't want to say I would joke with him one day. He's like, fuck off. You know, I'm like, you're the only, only carpenter that ever got a strap. <laughs> Jake, you know, Jake didn't even get, Jake is a carpenter. He just built right. dudes to send him to Hogan. Right. He just needed right. to build dudes. that got the dudes ready for Hogan. He was yeah. a fucking carpenter. He was like semi-man carpenter. Right. Wolfie D yeah. carpenter. Dude. <laughs> Again, what would you what you say, Jimmy? Hashtag book new church. Right. Tony Khan, you want to see two bad motherfuckers build people? Baby or heel? Book us. Yeah. Fucking shamelessly book the church. We will get our heat. We will get motherfuckers over. Yeah. We will carpent our fucking way all the way up. Yes. <laughs> we'll bring so our nails and our hammers and our fucking <laughs> lathes and our fucking levels, and we will we will build, build, build. We will be fucking carpenters bro i'm pretty sure the biggest baby face in the world in history was a fucking carpenter right right yeah he's still getting over to this day you were <laughs> yeah, not a match in two thousand years he's still getting over yeah <laughs> yeah so you know you you actually did my work for me sin you know i brought up one topic of your buddies and you brought up three so honestly i think that rounds out a great 
current affairs. I got to ask you this though. So one of your, your resume is a term that I saw and I read about it and it's just enthralled me is the idea of fantasy slam. Why don't you tell us a little bit about fantasy slam before we go? Sure. Awesome. Okay. So that's something that we still do. We just, we do it by appointment only. Um, it's basically like a fantasy camp, you know, whether you're rock and roll fantasy camp or baseball fantasy camp, whether you are athletic or not athletic, you could be a 65 year old one legged lawyer. I don't care. You know, if you <laughs> want to scratch that itch and take, you know, do that. What was that? Was that, uh, was that movie, uh, with, um, Billy Crystal and where they go like on the, the, the ranch it's city slickers, city slickers, city slickers. So they're yeah. basically, they're basically going on like a fa- a cowboy fantasy camp and, and, uh, and, uh, the, the Ripley's believe it or not guy, he's just he's keeping them alive in the fucking, in the, in the forest or whatever, you know, yeah. he's, just, he's just showing them this. They're just a bunch of tenderfoots. They don't know what they're doing, but they just getting them to play cowboy. So whether you're athletic or whether you're not athletic or you're young or old or guy or girl or whatever, if you want to take a half day, full day, three day kind of camp and kind of get a cliff noted, very safe, guaranteed fucking safe, little just taste of what pro wrestling is. Uh, that's, that's what I would do for you. And I will, like, I'll take the bumps. You stick out your arm. I'll take the clothesline. You know, I'll show you exactly how to do it. You know, all this stuff. I'll show you how to do some super safe stuff. And again, I'm so fucking safe in the ring. It's not even funny. Like, it's like, I make that promise to every wrestler. I'm never going to be the whoops. Sorry. You moved the wrong way, bro. Never. You could move as goofy as you are as a professional, let alone somebody in a fantasy camp. I fucking got you. Because yeah. I care about people. So to me, again, I'm a, I'm a humble, silly guy, but I will, I will be boastful and say, uh, never going to fucking clobber you. I will, I will always, I will be preemptively sorry by being so good. I never have to fucking say sorry. There you go. I'm never going to hurt yeah. you. Never going to ah. accidentally break your neck. Never ah. going to accidentally break your knee or take your tooth or, or some such. So ah. it makes me a really good dude. I've got it. Good. We'll talk about it. I'm going to do a fantasy camp, but mine's going to be a level above that. I'm going, you said city slickers. I'm going Westworld. I'm going to fuck these motherfuckers up. (laughs) (laughs) Do you watch Westworld? What I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 For sure. Fucking do that. So that's well. So like, (laughs) guys don't realize like, yeah, guys don't realize like just hitting the ropes, seeing their first, Seeing, seeing their facial expressions when they first hit those ropes and realize, oh, uh, those ropes aren't friendly. And just, you know, watch it. Like, I have had every single person walk out of there like a giant little kid at Christmas going, holy fuck, that was awesome. What I thought would be hard would be was easy. What I thought would be easy was hard. Everything yeah. is upside down. I don't understand. And I feel like a little kid. This was wonderful. This is so good. And, like, the first time I take a bump, like you said, when you're, when you're a kid and you, you, know, you heard that ring make that shotgun noise when somebody would take a bump. Dude, I'd have like, you know, uh, you know, a grown ass man go, Oh my God, are you okay? You know, because they'd see me take the bump and sell the bump. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it was, it just, it was just like watching grown ass people turn into little kids at, at Christmas time. Yeah. Um, people cool. have, people have asked me, you know, what's your favorite match or what's your favorite moment or whatever. And like being in the ring, you know, I've been in the ring with so many, like, again, Wolfie, we're in that age pocket where like, we're old enough where we wrestled the eighties guys young enough where we can still go. Yeah. Right. But right. So I've wrestled all these wonderful legends, which I would say for my inner mark were so were such cool experiences. But to be honest, 
I wrestled this kid who had a mild form of autism at a fantasy camp. Mm -hmm. uh, he flew all the way, him and his mom, he was about 24 years old, 23, 24. He flew in all the way from England with his mom to chaperone him because he just had, you know, special needs and whatever. And, uh, and I'm thinking, okay, I don't know much about autism, but I'm pretty sure these motherfuckers don't like to be touched. So how am I going to do this? So yeah, yeah. I was very, very patient, very playful, um, uh, very soft spoken. And I did, I did everything. This kid was not athletic, like not yeah. like I'd rather wrestled fucking brother love. That's how unathletic this fucking guy was. Okay. Oh man. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just put that out there. And so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I said it. And so long story short, we do a, we do a, a day camp with this, with this young man and his mom afterwards came up to me in tears and was just like, uh, I've never seen him have that much physical interaction and smiles with anybody in the last two years that amounted to today. Like you made this kid smile more in one day than I've seen him smile collectively in two years. That's awesome. And I was like, well, well holy shit, I'll take that. And then so yeah. at the end of every fantasy camp, you get a full match from bell to bell with me and I'll put you over. I'll keep you safe. You got video, you got bragging rights, all that jazz. And so when this lady saw that video, she, she had messaged me in her email and she had said that was his favorite day ever. So I just mm. thought, wait a second, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me me and pro wrestling were responsible for, for one young man's favorite day on planet earth. Ever? Yeah. Well, fuck. I'll take that over any strap over okay. any, his idol, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I mean, it's, it, it's on YouTube. It's on my little fantasy page. It's on my free show wrestling. YouTube page, you just scroll down and it'll say fantasy camp. It's Sinbodi versus tiger. I want to say, we were just, what do you, what do you call, call yourself? His name, and he called himself tiger. Nice. And it, it's not Ric Flair versus Ricky steamboat, you know, yeah. but it is spiritually awesome. And just to watch yeah. him, well, dude, it brings a fucking tear to my eye thinking about it. Like it yeah. was just so fucking rewarding. Yeah. And like for us to be able to do that, like, you know, a, a, a joke, joke with with wrestlers i'm like what's your job I'm like to get over well mm. i guess what's your job to look cool to do cool moves well and maybe you know your job is to fucking put smiles on faces yeah that's your fucking job heel or baby face working together you know if you're a good shithead heel or a good monster heel and you make that baby face uh uh have empathy and and, and get sympathy and fire up and he saves the day and and good thwarts evil you make those motherfuckers boo and cheer and boo and cheer and they walk away spent and smiling and emotionally drained from smiling their asses off, cheering their asses off. You did a good job. Right. Otherwise, fuck off. Right. I agree. And I don't care. If you, I don't care if you do it with a suplex or with a promo or with a, with a, a flex or a whatever. However you put those smiles on faces. Again, another, yeah. another Al Snow quote. Uh, scientific wrestling. Uh, here's how it goes. If it's, if it's safe and it, and it sells tickets, it's right. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So I don't care whether they tell it to Scotty to hotties worm, tell it to the people's elbow, tell it to Mr. Sacco. If it makes money, it's safe and it sells tickets. Fuck you. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. That's, that's the whole ride right there for right. sure. That's a great way to, uh, 
wrap things up, man. And, uh, you know, we could go on for hours doing this, me and you, um, talking about different stuff. There's so many aspects of the business we could dive off into and go down rabbit holes and all that other mess. Um, but what we're going to well, do, that, that, that's what, is, that's what empire strikes back is for, bro. That's what the sequel is for <laughs> brother, right. brother, 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 brother. <laughs> we're gonna put That's it. Uh, in the show notes and links and all that. We're gonna put links to be able to contact Sin uh, for his uh, custom figures. We'll put links to the Fantasy Camp. We'll put the links for uh, you know my artwork on my stuff too. So all that. Your, your artwork is awesome, by the way, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. I just really got a, a wild hair to start doing it again and bought me a, a iPad and a pen and I can do so much more with that. Yeah, I can draw on paper, but I just really love the freedom. Like I said that. Hey, hey, just, just, work, just, just working off the fly right here. But how you said you had an idea. I, too, just had an idea. I'm going to I'm going to put it to you right here. Live, live and, and, and in color on right. OPD's podcast for all the fans <laughs> to chew on. And if y'all like it, bug the shit out of Wolfie D. Here's what I think. So I, so I, I make, I make like these, you know, these LJNs, and I make them of, of our wrestlers that we love from nostalgia. But I also make a lot of indie guys. Yeah. And so this one guy ordered, uh, or this one lady ordered for these two indie wrestlers. Uh, she said, "But could you make the the packaging with them?" So I don't usually do that, but I thought, yeah, I could, I could do that. So I got those clamshells, and I and I I did on Photoshop a really cool backing, which was you know, whatever, like, you know, like to see a, you know, like an action figure. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I, I just, there's just not enough minutes in the day. And then my, my, my fun is with the 3d sculpting and with the sculpting and all that stuff yeah. where your fun is with the drawing on the computer. So, mm. so brings me to my idea. Crap, what if, what if we tag team some customs for people that are listening that want customs, if you want a sculpture of yourself or your favorite wrestler by Yours truly, Sin Bodhi, your warlord of weird, your bargain basement Bray Wyatt. Uh, <laughs> Come on, man! And and you want and you want it carded uh, and drawn personally by Wolfie D. Well, if you're paying, I think we're playing. Absolutely, that sounds good. I like it. That's a great yeah, idea. I mean, yeah. So you know, when you get you get some, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know whoever super super deluxe galactic destroyer from. <laughs> Kansas City, uh, parts unknown, uh, Cucamonga, and he has it sculpted by me and drawn by you. That's a pretty cool thing to put on your fireplace and, and yeah, uh, very put cool. over to your kids. Very <laughs> cool. How can they get a hold of you about that? The LJN customs, Sin? Uh, social media, all my social media is the same thing uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's all Sin Bodhi, S I N N B O D H I. Sin with two ends, Bodhi like the tree, all one word. Uh, just shoot me a message. Just shoot me Love a message. It. And for some, uh, and my, all my stuff is public, so you can send me messages. Whether we're friends on Facebook or not, you can send me a message or put a comment in one of my posts. You know, because yeah. sometimes, like I think how Facebook sort of works is sometimes if you're not friends, the message might go into that other weird little folder that you might not check sometimes. Yeah. Right. So just, right. just, just throw a yeah. comment. Yeah, yeah. Just throw a comment on my. Hey, man, I messaged you a message. I'll find you. You know, yeah. or send me a message on Twitter or on Instagram, and uh, we'll get it done. I, I do 100 percent uh, of my of my, you know, anything that's not live. Like if I if I go to a show or something, I bring some figures. I, I don't really bring a whole lot of them live. Like I'll bring it to Cauliflower Alley. I'll bring it to local shows in Vegas because just lugging those figures around is a bitch. Yeah. So I, I get most of my business, 95 percent of my business, I get off of uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. 
Love it. Give me a message and I'll, I'll hook you up. All right, man. Challenge accepted if they want to do that. And uh, once again, thanks for coming on, dude. I know we tried this early on and static and whatever else didn't work out too well, but we got it this time. It sounded good. And I want to thank everybody that's been listening. Once again, man, the numbers are growing. You guys are doing us great. Share, tell your friends about it. Uh, Come and listen to Live in Color Wolfie D and for Jimmy Screet and Hmm. Sin Buddy. I'm saying peace out. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise. This team does it all. And all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, They can find me on Facebook. Uh, My personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there uh from the bottom of my heart i really appreciate first of all the work you've done for this podcast you have worked your butt off secondly the people that are liking the page beyond that even more is the people that are listening and we really appreciate that yeah and remember guys the podcast drops a new episode every monday at noon and our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats thanks again i got a cat for you don't he got a cat for you don't And here we go, the original white.
boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth, still lobbing in color, don't rush your mother, utilize a hubcap, I'm like any other, back in the day, I was N.O.D., and I was P to the G, plus the one and the three, in case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D, been cloned and copied so many times, title suckers taking credit for what is mine, you know who you are, without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip-hop, been doing it like this since 92, played low for a while, and you thought I was through, listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected, this shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected, bad skills, no faking, there is no one great, cause I'm bringing more folks and over one for later, not here to play games, so you better be right, you don't like me, so what, I really don't care, I keep ticking and I can't be stopped You suck a step to the side Unless you wanna get dropped When I finish, I'll straight knock you out Please allow me to tell you what it's all about I'm gonna wind it up Then I'm driving it home It's Rookie D, baby Huh? I got a cap for your dome You got a cap for your dome You got a cap for your dome You got a cap for your dome